One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello. I'm still on a break at the moment, but I'll be back with some new and thoroughly filthy episodes for you very soon. In the meantime, here's an ASMR version of an episode from season one. It's the story of my first kiss, retold, or whispery-like. Because some people like that kind of thing, apparently. If it's not your thing, I suggest going back and listening to the original episode, because why not? What else are you going to do? Your job. I also have a bit of a favour to ask. If you could go to podcastviews.com and fill out a quick survey for me, I'd be very pleased. Almost physically so. It helps me get to know a little bit more about you without having to get drunk with every single one of you, which would be fun, but I'd almost certainly lose my notes. So, if you could do that, that would be great. There's also a possibility that you could win a pair of British Podcast Award tickets. So, you know, if that happens, you will definitely be getting drunk with me, or at least near me. I wouldn't get too close. There's a a bit of a slosh zone. Ooh, slosh, not a good word. Gross. Anyway, uh, podcastviews.com. Ta! You're listening to Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. This is actually the story of my second first kiss. My first came about a decade earlier at the hands of Leslie Hewson, who threatened to beat me up if I didn't kiss her best mate, Terry Lewis, at playtime. But that's not for here. I was 16, full of vim, vigour, and a need to rebel in some exciting and unique way. Sadly, I was also stuck in a small mining village in Yorkshire. There were a few of us from villagers all around who would gather once a week for what was referred to as a book discussion group. At least... As far as our parents were concerned, that's what it was. There were books in the room. One of our number used to run a small bookshop and that was where we'd meet. But mostly, it was just a place to hang out with fairly intelligent people and occasionally drink wine. That was the kind of teenage rebellion we were after. No drinking cider on park benches for us. Alongside some very slowly downloading pictures of naked men, I would chat with the book club people and some others via... The super-fast 56k modem, and instant messenger of the day, ICQ. At this time, so many years ago, the internet was confined to the phone line, and only then when mum wasn't expecting a call. Wireless broadband, and even mobile phones were still a few years away. One night, I was chatting away to big, tall Phil from the book group. We would pass hours putting the world to rights, as only self-assured teenagers can. Everything from religion, and now Judeo-Christian religions were obviously just a corruption of older, far more noble pagan rituals, to politics, because it was obvious to us that the ruling classes were completely out of touch with today's culture, and it could only be a matter of years tops before the revolution came and brought with it a Marxist utopia. 
house. Sex. We were teenagers, after all. I think most of my time on ICQ was spent typing with one hand. I don't know whether the other person realised, but still. Anyway, I remember one time he told me he was bisexual, and as I recall, my response was something along the lines of, Well, of course. I think everyone is, deep down. The only reason most people never try it with someone of the same sex is because of the huge heteronormative pressure placed on them by society. I must have been really tedious to be around back then. Anyway, after a few minutes of boring jabber about how everyone should just embrace their inner natural sexuality, I realised this wasn't the most interesting way to talk about sex on the internet. And I made some offhand comment about covering him in squirty cream and then licking it off. That was the sauciest thing I could think of at the time. I was young, remember, and there was no real porn around. We laughed together and the conversation moved on. A few months later, I was bored and had the house to myself, so I logged onto ICQ. Big Tall Phil was there, complaining that he too was bored and had nothing to do. He lived a couple of villages away from me. So I invited him round to watch The Lost Boys on VHS. Ask your parents about that one. I remember hanging up his coat and hearing a weird clank come from the coat pocket. I asked him about it and he said, super casually, Oh, that's probably just the squirty cream. I remember this incredible shock and mild dread. Oh God, he meant it. He thought I meant it too. I tried to do the, ah, ah, yes, of course, we're all adults, we've seen it all and are confident about this sort of thing, (laughs) act, and we settled down to watch TV. He sat across the room from me, and I remember having to think up more and more casual ways of edging closer and changing seats, while seeming incredibly nonchalant and very, very cool. I would make cups of tea and sit a little bit closer, go and fetch the biscuits and move across the sofa. Let the dog out, and then back in again, and sit on the floor a bit nearer to him. Eventually, we were both laid on the floor, parallel with each other, about a foot apart. It was now, or never. I froze. I had no idea what to do next. I was afraid if I didn't do something, I might very well explode. So, I awkwardly reached over and just grabbed his thigh. We laid there for a minute. Nothing else happened. Then I kind of shrugged and thought, I've already come this far, I might as well just go for it. So I lunged and smushed my face into his. Bristles. Stubble. That's the main memory I have of that first kiss. That and the shock that came with realising how much I was enjoying it. And that it felt good and right and really quite exciting. This was rebellion. It went on for a while. Lost Boys ended. Things got a little heated. We found a use for the squirty cream. And then, horror of horror, I heard the front door open as my dad came home. I panicked, threw Phil's clothes at him and hissed at him to get dressed as I struggled into my jeans and looked for my t-shirt. Phil responded, but nowhere near quickly enough. I was fully dressed, but he was still half in his t-shirt and his jeans were still round his knees. In some sort of slow motion, I could see the door open as my dad began to enter the living room. I looked frantically around the room for a cushion or something to throw 
throw in Phil's lap to cover up the fact that he still hadn't done his jeans up. Nothing presented itself. The door seemed to be open in slow motion, but my dad was less than a second away from finding me, alone, in a room, with a boy with half his clothes off. Suddenly, an idea struck me. I pushed Phil onto the sofa, sat down sharply on his lap, just as my dad walked around the door. I remember keeping my face deadly serious as I met my dad's gaze, perched on a strange boy's lap in the living room, and I said, Yes? Uh, hello. You lads all right? asked my father, looking understandably confused at the tableau before him. Yeah, I said, as if giving a stranger an impromptu lap dance on my mum's new three-piece suite was completely normal. You? Uh, right. Well, I'm going to bed. Good night. And with that, he shut the door, climbed the stairs, and presumably tried to scrub the entire thing out of his memory with a bottle of Dettol and a loo brush. Phil and I relaxed. I reluctantly returned to a more orthodox seating position, and we went back to watching the TV. It was the end of Red Nose Day, and they were celebrating beating the previous record. Then they showed Carry On Up the Kyber, the irony of which was lost on us. We stayed up far too late. The reason I'm telling you this is because I found out recently that the beautiful, lovely, incredibly clever man I shared this kiss with tried to kill himself recently. He isn't the only one. Queer people are much more likely to suffer from depression and deteriorating states of mental health than straight men and women. Whoever you kiss, if you're suffering with depression or any other mental illness, then please talk to someone. Google mental health charities in your area, or if you're in the UK, you can call the Samaritans for free anytime from any phone on 116-123. That was probably true. The repeatedly award-winning storytelling series created by me, Scott Flashheart, to remind all of my queer brothers and sisters that we are none of us alone. You can find transcripts of every episode, links and other things at probablytruepodcast.com. There's additional content and other lovely stuff available to subscribers at patreon.com forward slash probablytrue. And if you want to get in touch, just search Probably True Podcast on the socials. If you've listened this far, I'm going to assume you quite enjoyed that, you weirdo. Either way, tweet or email me or get in touch somehow and let me know so I can make more episodes like this if you'd like. Maybe I'll do it as a separate stream so I don't have to inflict it on people what don't like it. Anyway, that's it for now. I'll be back with a special LGBT History Month episode before the new season starts properly in March. Podcastviews.com. Ta-ra! Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.